Guess what, my friends? Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now, unless you're already wearing Mac Weldon like I am. Mac Weldon believes in, you know, making awesome clothes and making it easy to shop for, and they succeed on both counts. Uh, all three of us are the proud owners and wearers of Mac Weldon garments. They make boxers and uh, T-shirts and hoodies and sweatpants and all kinds of things, and the products are just great. It is truly all I wear. I got rid of all my non-Mac Weldon boxers in my drawer. It is now 100% Mac Weldon. All of their products are naturally antimicrobial. They want you to be comfortable. If you order a pair of boxers and you're like, oh, I hate these, first of all, you crazy but second of all they're going to refund your money no questions asked not only does mac weldon's underwear socks and shirts look good they perform well they're good for working out going to work going on dates i guess uh, everyday life so go to mac M-A-C-K Weldon.com and get 20% off. Jesus they just given it away 20% off using promo code rebound um or else you're foolish i guess that's, huh. that's yeah. Well, there's, true, there's nothing more to say. True yeah, story. True story. I, I accidentally cut myself and uh, <laughs> and um, I started bleeding on my Mac Weldon t-shirt undershirt. <laughs> one of my one of my Mac Weldon undershirts, and I like I panicked. I like jumped and rushed and like ran down shirtless to the laundry to uh, not to, the Mac to, to get it in. Yeah, right. Exactly. In slow in. in slow motion, David Hasselhoff style. <laughs> <laughs> well, Were you okay? That's how I do everything. Uh, I was fine. I was not. I was perfect. I, I was not concerned about myself. I was concerned. And how about was the, the Mac Weldon undershirt? Did it work? It out? was. It was fine. Yeah. I yes. A, I put a little zout on it and uh, threw it right into the wash, and it was okay. Smart. Well, speaking smart. of this episode, is also brought to you by Zout, whatever that is. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> Well, uh, guys, I'm really glad you're here today because I'd like to introduce you to our, our special guests. Uh, today on the show, we have <laughs> Apple Senior Vice President. <laughs> we have... Uh, Big Bob Mansfield. No. <laughs> we have an Apple genius. and um, we, have, we have a couple guys I found waiting outside of an Apple store. <laughs> uh, I, there's a person here in my home who owns a Mac, so he's going to join us. Oh, excellent. Uh, now, listen, uh, Gruber may get Apple executives on his show, but... Dan, didn't Phil Schiller link to an article of yours just a, a week or so ago? He did. He did, which I think is is basically tantamount to being best buddies with Phil Schiller, right? Like, that's, I, I that's how that works. I believe you now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know, I've linked to many things that Phil Schiller has probably had a hand in, so <laughs> I feel like it's only fair that he finally returned the favor. Quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, did you guys listen to that, that whole episode? Yeah. Not to make this a podcast about podcasts, but... I'm just curious. Nope. I didn't have time. I, I only listened to like a couple minutes of it, and then I got distracted by work. I did listen to the whole thing, yes. Okay, so John, report in. Anything we should know? Uh, well, you know, I mean, ostensibly much of the conversation was to be about um, Apple's software and whether or not there were actual problems with the software. Um, and so John asked a number of questions about that topic. And, and they're like, they yeah, you're said, totally right. Our software is Yeah, broke. yeah, right, right. <laughs> I mean, they're, you know... Their contention is that they care very much about software and that much of the problem has come about simply because of the scale at which people are using their software, that there are so many people using it that things are turning up that I guess would not have turned up when only a few people were back in the days when it was just the three of us who were using Apple products, which I think is, you know, there is something, there is something to that. 
Um, so, and, and then, you know, and then a lot of it was just like oh, the things that they're doing to try and make it better and stuff like that. So it, there was, there was definitely some marketing speak well, there, going there's on. Been a, there's been a contrary piece being passed around this week. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, about, you know, essentially this being nothing more than the echo chamber uh, of, you know, self-congratulatory back padding uh, Apple pundits just, you know, magnifying a problem that doesn't really exist, uh, which I, I don't know if you guys I have not seen had it. any. I don't think. This I is on uh, this is on Medium um, okay. by someone named Alexandra Minsopoulos. Oh no, no I did. I don't I don't know anything about this person, what their background yeah. is. Uh, I could not find anything else written by them, so uh, I don't really know uh, what their experience is. But obviously, if you they rearrange feel... all the letters in her name, though, you get Phil Schiller. So for whatever that's worth. <laughs> um, you, so you do not yeah, you do I... not get Marco Arment. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, and so, you know, there's a question for me of whether or not is this a problem that is anecdotal? And, and you know, certainly the argument from Apple that there are a lot more people using software and edge cases will come up more frequently has some merit to it. Um, but as, 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 as that, that dog agrees, Cody agrees, Cody agrees that, that, that that argument has some merit to it. But I think there is also... You know, it's always hard to put that in twenty in like hindsight and be like, oh yeah, there was never any problems. There were definitely problems before. It's not like right. you know Apple software was problem free and now it's riddled with bugs. I don't think anybody's really suggesting that's the case. I think it's it's just talking about the nature of things. Is it feels more and and that's all very you know hard to back up necessarily with facts because as we've talked about before, a lot of that stuff is is weird edge casey stuff that feels very like hard to explain like quantifiably. Right. It's so very. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's very hard to quantify. You just you simply can't you can't say categorically that there are that, like, more Apple instances more worse, instances right? more instances per use now than there than there used to be because we don't have we don't we don't have those numbers. It's it feels like it's more, but nobody has those numbers. But we also use our technology a lot more. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Like th- th- to me, that was the contention of the article, right? Is that it, it, there is no quantified thing, and I actually do kind of agree with the the, the EVPs on Gruber's episode who were saying, or the SVPs, I guess, saying you know there's a lot more people, so there's more. I like I think that's totally reasonable, but. I feel like my Mac used to be way worse, right? Like I don't have to hard reset my computer more than I don't know once every three months right now, where it just totally dies. But I used to get you know sad Macs and bombs and shit sure. all the time. Yeah. Like it's much better now than it well, used to be. Well, are you how far like, back are maybe, you comparing that to? Are you are you talking OS OS nine? Late eighties? No, I'm talking yeah. like OS six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree there's been some improvements since like OS It's much better than it used to be, you bastards. Um, you're just too young. But you're just too over young. The last, like, yeah, over the last decade, if you took that into account. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think there, there, the problem is there's a number of explanations, right? Because the, the more people using it has some merit to it. The We use our computers and devices so much more, and they do so much more than they used to, also has merit to it. Um, 
But you know that's a that's a double edged coin there too, right? Because double edged coin <laughs> one of my favorite kinds of coins. <laughs> oh man, sometimes my mouth moves faster than my brain. Actually, most days. Uh, and so it's you know the flip side. See, because it's a two edged coin. Right, uh, flip the coin. Flip side Sided of uh, that is the word you're looking for. The, being able to do more things is that you're going to build out more functionality, which is probably going to expose more bugs, right? Like. That's mm-hmm. just kind of the way these things go. The more stuff you add on, the more potential, the more complexity right, there is, right. and the more potential there is for stuff to mess up. Yeah, and a lot, and this all has become much more complex because now, in addition to all the stuff that we used to do, just like sitting on our, you know, in front of our desks, is we want to be able to do it everywhere, and we want all that information to be accessible everywhere. And so now there's this, this cloud backend, and then it's supposed to sync, and then you're supposed to do the same thing on your phone. And I mean, like things like handoff which i've never gotten to work um <laughs> still stuff like that it's it is much more complicated to do yeah than you know yeah. just an nice you know working on one machine by yourself right or moreover you know if you want to go back to lex's lex's example working on one machine that runs one <laughs> app at a time <laughs> and yeah. is not connected God. to anything the other Mac than maybe so much- a printer the Mac was so much better before desk accessories were added. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, multitasking. Let's go back to those days. I mean, they used to make Macs that, where the keyboards had the interrupt switch. <laughs> like, can you imagine if a Mac today <laughs> had the interrupt switch on it? That'd be crazy. I'm just saying. That would be pretty good. I love that thing. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. I still have one probably somewhere. Uh, <laughs> on your on your person? <laughs> no, a keyboard. The keyboard. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. I might have an interest. He's got an over he's got an overcoat. <laughs> you gotta set my IRQs though. It's really Oh, it's the worst. Uh so well, I don't know. So what else can we talk about? Nope, that was it. That was, we yeah. solved Apple's problem. The oh, and the other okay. thing, so they like, announced there's gonna be a new uh, remote app. Within right. like three three you months. Said or you only something? have to wait like three more three months until you get it. Yeah, right. Right. It's embargoed well, that, for three months. Don't talk about it. The oh, current remote does now work better yes uh, but, but it but does still feel yeah. a little bit longer which should be i mean it should this should be interesting is like initially i was very excited and then i started thinking about the context of like all the all the apple all the problem the software it, problems it, that it, they were talking about then i was thinking what if it's worse the new the new remote act only works with apple music guys. sorry <laughs> the worst so i don't know uh, i was i was kind of interested i was interested in that i don't remember if they announced anything else in particular i think they got into some technical details that i didn't quite understand so yeah right right <laughs> that's just what i do when the technical details come mm-hmm. up um and so what do you think it all means right that apple keeps sending you know executives to hang out with gruber on the talk show what does it mean and do, do you think they do it over skype uh, I don't know. They sounded I really think it, good this I believe time. It was, I believe it was over Skype, yes. They've got them. I, I love, you know, do you want to be the guy responsible for the uh, doing the double ender for, <laughs> for Craig, and, Craig and Eddie there? Like, all right, guys, we're going to set you up. I just, it makes me think, you guys, did we discuss this? Either of you guys watch Silicon Valley? No. I love that show. Yeah, there's a there's a bit where one of the I refuse to watch the, it because Dan Lyons is involved. I know you do. But the CEO of the uh, like Google-like company is trying to do like a hologram chat with the one of the other characters and then it like freezes and so they like oh we're gonna do like you know video chat and then that freezes i'm gonna call you on the phone oh i'm out of cell phone reception area <laughs> like i just don't want to be the guys constantly running around yeah. like oh no no this is this is just this is a glitch that happens sometimes when uh when eddie q and <laughs> craig federico are sitting there so you won't watch it john because of dan Lyons involvement. what is he like a creative consultant kind He's of thing? like yes. staff writer i think yeah, yeah yeah he was 
And yeah, I mean, he was like really actually working on it. Well, I don't know if he was working on it full time, but he had quit one of his jobs to work on it. One of his many mm. jobs that he quits frequently. So, so, someone said, Dan, don't quit your day job. And he, and he did. He's like, yeah, I'm doing that. It's a really funny show. Um, mm. I guess mm. despite him. Mm. Well, whatever. Yeah, I did. I, I agree with Lex on that. I, I do wince a little bit when I see his name in the credits, um, but it, it is pretty funny. Uh, anyway. Well, some of us have principles, that's all. <laughs> but I mean, what, but what does it mean, right? Apple's, because, uh, you know, nerds like us, see hey these guys are going on gruber's podcast this is a new apple it's certainly a different apple i don't know that it entirely it doesn't feel to me like it's signaling a paradigm shift right they're not also going on the dalrymple report and the rebound (laughs) or even atp right they're going on the talk show and so far they've put executives on it is it twice or three times now i guess three Three times times, right and like that's their one show he's their one He's their one guy. And to me, it's very much in line with, you know, they used to always send an executive to all things D and now they do it to whatever um, Walt Mossberg's new annual conference is so they can sit in a big red chair. And it's like, hey, we've got these a couple trusted people and we'll talk to them from carefully scripted points that we've decided we're comfortable sharing um, in their settings. And so it's a little bit more intimate, but it still feels to me very much like here's our packaged public relations. Well, sure. I mean, these, these guys are, you know, outward facing executives, right? And we're not having like mid-level managers going on these shows, right? Right. There's still a, there's still a controlled message. Obviously. I, I, I think it remains to be seen whether it's part of a trend, right? It's, as, not, as, like you said. it's not like when guys at Adobe were, <laughs> were writing things about how great flash was. Um, but it's not like, you know, this could be a like dipping their toes in the water thing, right? Where this is like how they start out and then maybe they expand that. We don't really know enough to see a trend at this point because it's only been six months, right? Like they've done this three times in like the last six, seven months. Right. Um, and so there's still a lot of time for them to potentially see like, well, what is the feedback on that like? Uh, was it a good experience? Was it a bad experience? You know, obviously, it does make sense that they pick someone like John, who I think is not necessarily he, he's certainly not someone who's going to like softball stuff, but he's also he's he, he's friendly, right? Like yeah. he, he's a, a receptive audience. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's a good place to start, right? Like, you know, they're not going to start going on shows where like our show where we just swear at them for like an hour. Right. Like, <laughs> God, hey, we just defended them making buggy stuff. So how bad could we do? <laughs> Guys, come on over. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Who do you guys want? I, I did call him shill filler on this show a couple of times. Oh, uh, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a no go right terrible. there. Never even heard. But I've he never even heard wrong. that before. Um, I said it to you on this. Yeah, show. I know. I don't. I, yeah, it just went over my head. <laughs> I don't listen to half of this. <laughs> I, but I don't know. It, it is true that they're definitely feeling a lot more open in some ways about talking about stuff, and whether it be. You know, the fact that we, you know, them talking about doing 9.3, right, for iOS, and they actually put out, like, a whole marketing page for it. You know, it's, it's been a while since they've done, like, that something for a non-major, yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, I, incremental I feel increase. like it feels very different. I mean, it feels very different from the days when you had one person speaking for Apple exclusively. Right. Um, and, but, you know, and anybody who spoke about Apple was fired. <laughs> <laughs> or, or yeah, <laughs> disappeared. Murdered. So I'm sure it's yeah. I'm sure it's coordinated, but I mean at the same time, like their presence, these guys all are also on Twitter, and, and I hate to even talk about it, but like that the, that Super Bowl photograph that Tim Cook posted, <laughs> and everybody went, "Oh, your your phone sucks, your camera uh, 
blurry picture to um that's my impression. The thing that people. was embarrassing to me about that was that he deleted the tweet. He should yeah, have deleted yeah, the tweet. He should, he, should just, yeah, he should just let it go. All yeah. I got to say was, you know, make put, reply to his own tweet and say, sometimes when you're excited, you take a shitty picture. Yep. Here's the next one I took. Like, that's what I, I, I didn't even notice picture the picture I took of your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? You want some more yeah, of that? Right, that's Tim right. Cook. That's a patented Tim Cook burn right there. <laughs> Deleting it. Doesn't even feel like old school Apple. Deleting it feels like you know nineteen fifties company today. Having no idea how to use the internet. Like deleting it is like an admission of defeat and embarrassment in a way that I I, I was well, embarrassed only when it was deleted. Also, yeah, I mean, I also the way that Twitter works. It's it, the more it's, it's there so and the more it starts spreading around, it becomes like uh, just it's that more conspicuous when it goes away. Well, when they, when they delete it. it. Yes and no. I mean, I think I think it, it becomes more conspicuous. Uh, in other media, other mediums, other media. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, brain. Um, there you go. Whereas if the tweet's still there, it gets it can get retweeted, it can be, get replied to. And I think that kind of perpetuates the, the jerkiness. Yeah. So I don't know. But I agree. I, pro- I mean, I think it would have been better to leave it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah agreed. Sorry, Tim, Tim, next time call us. We're sure. happy to be your social mm-hmm. media consultants. We're yeah, here we'll, for you. We'll all go to the Super Bowl with you and tell you which pictures to take. It's great. <laughs> yeah, to me, the ham-fisted part of posting was, look, I'm so rich, I go to Super well, Bowl. Well, that's, yeah, that's the other thing no that occurred to me, that. too. I mean, it seemed, and that, uh, it seems like there's a lot of that, doesn't it, from them? Oh, uh, only, oh, from Apple yes. people in general? Yeah. Like, let me drive around in my there's the car yeah there's the car stuff on the courtside seats. Yeah, courtside seats, that kind of thing. And then, um... Oh, what was the other? Uh, given the, giving all those products away to those baseball players. That was yeah. We talked about they that. They have. At the time. A, I just yeah. they need was, to they need to reevaluate their optics on that subject. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this is a company that's always taken dings for being sort of a luxury brand, mm-hmm. and you know that's okay. I mean, I don't know. Look at luxury, actual like fashion luxury brands, right? Like they clearly give stuff away to celebrities, right? Because that's a huge part of their marketing and image, right? It's this, you know, you want someone famous to be seen using your thing. Um, but Apple doesn't, Apple makes luxury brands to be sure, but at the same time, it's not quite the same yeah. as And I feel like they, something- they overdid that with the watch too. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Is the, wa- the gold, the gold watch, you know, was kind of emblematic of that problem because it did. It is crossing us a, a line that. Well, I think it's fine is, to have that product, but I think the bigger problem was they gave so many away to so many celebrities before the thing even came out that it was obnoxious. Yeah. It's like, look yeah. at all these rich people who already have one. Oh, that's great. <laughs> the rest yeah. of us schlubs <laughs> have to sit here and wait for it. Well, it is, and it is a fashion accessory in many ways, right? Like some yeah. would argue, actually, now, like almost a year in, more of a fashion accessory than it was a useful device. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree with you that they. I wish they would come across a little bit more as a, uh, a more. I don't know what I want to say. Uh, friendly, you know, socially friendly, yeah. like economic, socioeconomically friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, I guess that's it's difficult when you also are like so focused on being the leader in your price categories and stuff like that. You know, the same reason like we don't see cheap iPhones in some ways. You know, there are they're like, oh, we don't make a cheap iPhone. It's like, all right, I understand what you're trying to say by like we don't make an iPhone that's like chintzy and crappy, right? Yeah. That you can buy for super cheap. We're we're still going to make a good product. Um, but at the same time, 
it does sometimes make a stratification of feeling like oh well you can only you know, yeah you can only buy an apple product if you're rich and i and i feel like those instances seem I, i'm sure they have certain philanthropic things that they do as well but we don't see those nearly as much like they're not touting them as much as look um more, more than they uh, used celebrity to be, but... celebrity x is wearing our watch yeah agreed i think they could do a little bit better in that department as well yeah yeah. So we hate Apple, is what we're saying. Did you see? No, we don't. We're forgiving of their bugs. Um, that's. I feel like we've gotten street cred now for like six weeks of episodes. Now that we said, you know, Apple doesn't have to fix all of its bugs. That it's okay. Um, the. Did you see the uh, new ad campaign that uh, Apple Music and Sonos are I did. doing together? Yeah. I did not. I see. I I couldn't talk about it for weeks, although I was aware of it from my day job. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, oh, oh, you're one of the one percent, is what you're saying? Yeah, huh? well, we knew that already. Apple sends me Apple sends me iOS devices all the time. Usually, like, <laughs> Lex have a watch. Um, I got I got a rose gold one, but it's made of roses. Like it's <laughs> wow. Uh, There's very little gold. But, doesn't last long though. But uh, yeah, no, so Dan, since you haven't seen it. And dear listeners, if you haven't, um, Apple Music and Sonos are running this co-branded campaign right now to celebrate that Apple Music now works on Sonos out of beta. Um, and they have, you know, very Apple-feeling ads, but that are branded Sonos all over the place, which to me is it's very interesting that Apple is is saying, hey, we'll pony up some of the marketing budget for this because it's, it's not their product. Apple does make, you know, AirPlay, and Sonos is a direct competitor to AirPlay. Uh, but they're like, hey, let's celebrate that. Apple Music now works on Sonos. I found that interesting. That's a good ad. That's all. Yeah, it's a good ad. I I mean, I feel like maybe they've done this before with Bose to some degree years ago. Uh, But I I can't think of what. I I can't. I mean, I don't know that there was a a commercial, you know, like a video commercial. I think maybe it was more in print. But yeah, but it's a slightly different thing than we've seen recently. Can I, yeah. ask, can I ask about a related music thing? No. Please. I want to I talk about... Uh, can we talk about the Dr. Dre series? <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it, I suppose. I am fascinated. Is he starring in it, or is he just writing yes. it? No, I he think he's starring, starring in it. it. Okay. But it okay, so this morning... Okay, so if we... First of all, some background, because, you know, we like to do it in the show. It was reported last week, at the end of the week, that Apple would start out building, you know, its own, uh, doing its own in-house video content with a autobiographical series about Dr. Dre, starring Dr. Dre, and possibly, um, yeah, I don't, I, it just, it sounded very, and, and this was very, um, it, let's say, let's say it was at least R-rated for sure, based on the descriptions there. Yeah. Well, they talked about an orgy scene, which is what caught everybody's attention. Um, and viol- this and morning, would be violent as well. Yes, yeah. yes. And so this morning, though, there was another bit about this. Which oh, I'm I now trying that. to find sort of a follow-up. Um, and this was essentially that this is, in fact, more of a tie-in for Apple Music. Um, so really? Peter, Peter Kafka at Recode is reporting that basically the idea behind this uh, is that it's... Um, it's being oh, the used. Vital signs. Yes, is the uh, name of the show. Yep. So the idea behind this is that it's essentially a um, a way to get people into Apple Music, 
Uh, and so according to this, he says, the real answer is more modest. Apple's already been financing video content it uses to market Apple Music, quote, to extend Apple Music, unquote, in the words of an insider. And it's doing that with the Dre show full stop. Um, so it seems like uh, it's much more of a marketing thing huh. than it is a, like, we're developing television shows thing. Which makes more sense to me than Apple saying, like, hey, we're going to get into original programmed content as right. Amazon and, you know, other YouTube have done and Hulu and et cetera. Really? By doing this show. Well, you don't, yes, it, because, you don't think they well, would do that, why. Oh, I'm not saying I don't think they would do that. I don't think this would be how they launched okay. that. Okay. It doesn't make sense for Apple to do that yet, right? They have to have some kind of – like, to me <laughs> – Apple is missing the point if they were to say, which I don't think would be Apple-like, if they say, hey, let's make a standalone series for Apple TV owners, uh, and you have to buy it. Like, <laughs> like on, on iTunes, basically. Right, yeah, you have yeah, to have some right. kind of subscription model where you can stream it and it's, other things, too. Like, and until they do that, then it doesn't make sense for Apple to have a standalone show. And it's not only that. For me, it also is a disconnect in terms of the tone. Uh-huh, um, right. Yeah. Because well, violent, so violent orgies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that my favorite kind of orgy. By the way, if we're ranking them, <laughs> I, I no, think my I least no favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, different strokes are different. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so to speak. Yeah, right. <laughs> so to speak. That's uh, basically the definition of an that's orgy. One of the, that's the uh, disclaimer you have to sign before entering the orgy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Here's your water God. bottle, was, and uh, please let, sign this I disclaimer. Was going to say, um, they have such a weird, tortuous relationship with uh, like adult content because yes, they sell R-rated uh, movies, they sell you know songs with explicit lyrics, uh, they sell HBO shows, etc. But if you get any of that stuff anywhere near the app store, it gets very contentious very quickly. Uh, And so it seems weird for me that that's how they would want to sort of like, hey, here's our first series. And it's like super violent and has, you know, adult content in it. Seems odd. Because I feel like if I were going to do that, if I were going to launch, you know, if Apple were going to launch content, you know, in-house produced content, I feel like it would probably opt for something that was more like, hey, we've developed a handful of shows. Here are the various titles. And one of them could be this show, but I don't think that they would want to hang everything on that being like the only show they produce. The Eddie Q comedy hour. (laughs) (laughs) Latin dancing with Eddie Q. (laughs) Okay, Latin dancing with Eddie Q. (laughs) Oh my God. You know what series I would totally watch is the um, Apple executives rehearse for keynote. Uh Oh yeah, like I would sure. just watch that. Right, it's like The Office, but you know, like you just like the behind the scenes handheld camera. Oh, well, they around. did that. Awesome. They did remember that skit that they did before one. Of, was it the watch one? I can't remember which one it was. Um, and they had it was like Jason Sudeikis or something backstage. I forget. Yeah, I forget. Like, and he was the guy sitting right, up. right. He was like producing the event. No, it was uh, right. Bill Hader, right? That's yes, right. yes. I confuse yes. all those SNL. Yes, I do too. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty I funny. thought that was great uh, as, as their video as their videos have gone. Yeah. Yeah, they've had some real. I mean, it, I, well, the videos are usually okay, but the, it's usually the on stage like, hey Phil, on stage comedy bits. Yeah, hey Eddie, here's some pictures oh. of Eddie. <laughs> Isn't Eddie crazy? Uh, and I yes, that's the thing. Is like right, like I I would that way I would be amused by that, but I feel like they would want to go a little broader for their initial yeah. 
uh, initial releases. So I'm not. And the whole thing is, right, it would be very presumptuous to say, here's the series, that, here's the one series that we should make, or even five series that we should make before we launch, right? Netflix did it by saying, let's look at what our customers are watching. And oh, they watch a lot of Kevin Spacey. They like political things. Let's make a Kevin Spacey political show, right? That's, they literally play that game of we'll find the ingredients that are popular mm-hmm. with our viewers and we'll make shows that cater them. I was like, well, you guys will like this show about Dr. Dre doing it a that- lot. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like an Apple thing to do, though. It's like we've decided this is the show that you want. You might it's not the best know show it. ever created. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best show we've ever made. <laughs> oh man! So we're all oh, we're all Apple. watching Dr. Dre now. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think they will. A lot of people are very skeptical about them getting into the in-house content production business. I honestly feel like it's not that far-fetched, I don't, and I, don't I totally so. believe they will do it within the next couple of years, especially if they are going to launch a TV service, um, which they may not, depending on all the based on all the different um, uh, stories that come out about that and how hard it's been for them. Yeah. I think it's surprising they still don't have a streaming service. Like, I don't know if the iTunes selling and renting store is so financially viable that they don't want to mess with it no no i think I they think want so. it they just can't get it i think right. that's the problem they're having right now is negotiations is i think it's just they, they can't they can't get it to be different enough from netflix or, right. or amazon so it's like what's the point well and i don't think that's even necessarily is what Apple they're music going so for. different from rhapsody and Spotify? but music is in their blood lex <laughs> <laughs> they should get that looked at <laughs> <laughs> give yeah when yeah. when apple shows up to the red cross give blood, just mute, mute when it's, comes yeah out. when it's you too you should definitely get that looked at <laughs> <laughs> um, of course that's going to be their first series is the u2 experience and it'll automatically play on your television every time you turn it on um well i think they want i think they're still shooting for something that's more like a more like a hulu or sling tv or something where it's like yeah. you know not just uh, Netflix, right, where it's just like, oh, stuff that's already been out, but like yeah. stuff that's currently right, airing. Right. I think they want stuff that's currently airing. I think the big problem with that is what's going to give them the leg up is if they have – first of all, they need everybody. That's the big thing, or at least all the major players. Like, And that, the big problem that they were talking about before was that they would go to NBC and be like, hey, we want NBC on the streaming service. And NBC would be like, that's great, but we want you to take all of our subsidiary channels. Yeah. Like Bravo and, and you know um, – uh, USA and all that stuff, and Apple's like, eh, we really just wanted the NBC channel. Does and Apple not know what network Mr. Robot airs on? Is that the problem? That's probably part of the issue. No, I, I, I'm using that as an example, but there are other. I understand. Yeah, that they want, they want like, for example, they said like, I think Fox was one of the problems. Like, you know, we want you to take all our like FX and FXX and all that stuff, and it's like, not that there aren't isn't great programming on some of those. Some of my favorite shows air on you know some of those subsidiaries, the smaller channels, right? But like. I think Apple's trying to, you know, do like sort of an eighty twenty thing, right? They want like, you know, the biggest chunks of the of the market, and meanwhile, it's within the interest of all the networks to have as much of their content as possible, which leads us back to where we were, because then they'll end up with fifty channels, and there's still nothing on. Uh, so, <laughs> I think the biggest pain point for that right now is just negotiating with the content producers, and that's what's been holding the whole thing back. Also, Les Moonves just keeps shooting his mouth off every time someone asks yeah, really. him about it, like, yeah. They're working on it, but they kind of suck. Yeah, but I I think that John hits it on the head, too, because certainly Apple could make these deals happen, right? They're big enough and rich enough that they could simply say, okay, we're doing this. We'll pay whatever the taxes are that these companies are charging us, these orbit and fees. But 
until and unless they have something that's more than just mm-hmm. here's a way to watch all the same stuff you can watch on all the other services, then it's, what is the point? I mean, that that, yep, that argument agreed. makes sense to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, unless it's the service that can replace all of your other services, that's that to me seems like the biggest. Well, thing, I think right? that's is what like, I mean. What they want to do, yeah. I mean, well, ideally, what Apple would want to do to make it more Apple like is to turn the those studios into you know sort of like the dumb pipes, right? Where you know you just have this one front facing thing and has all the shows in it. And who right, cares right. what network it's from? And you know, the minute the networks do that, they're they're screwing themselves. Well, I yeah. mean, and the big problem there too is that they can no longer replace everything because you get stuff like Netflix is producing so much in-house content now, uh, you can't get that mm-hmm. anywhere else, right? Like, you want to watch, you know, Daredevil or or House of Cards or whatever, and it's like you really don't have that many other options. Yeah. Uh, and so the question is, well, can you replace all of your stuff with one streaming plan if there's all this in-house content in various places? CBS, for example, trying to, like, cordon off the new Star Trek series they're doing by putting it in their streaming service. Like, everybody's kind of trying to fight for this space right now still. And that's the, the biggest issue is, like, it's like one bone and, like, 25 feral dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you are the bone in this. <laughs> <laughs> You're being torn apart by the feral dogs that are the networks. My, that's uh, my second uh, least favorite His orgy. Favorite kind of orgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just imagining Bono singing "One Bone." <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, was a TV watching time on the show? Is no, that what's happening? Siri responded. Siri, I actually have a <laughs> the Siri query just registered. Is there an orgy? <laughs> <laughs> It gave me some options, and so I've got some. There? I've got some questions right now. <laughs> there are five. Did, did it just give you Dr. Dre's going phone on. number with a FaceTime button? <laughs> it's lunchtime. Uh, of course, there are orgies going on. You know, thank God, because otherwise, I don't want to live in a civilized society that doesn't have that. <laughs> I got a whole hour. <laughs> what else should I use it for, really? When you think about it. Uh... That's also what they call the orgy is the whole hour. <laughs> oh, boy. No? Yes. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, uh, just bad news for you guys. No Apple executives are ever coming on this show. <laughs> I don't know. I still, think, I still think we could get Eddie. <laughs> or Dre. Maybe we could get Dre. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> oh, yeah. We forgot about Dre. No. <sighs> Dang it. I knew someone was going to say that. <laughs> and my money was on you, Lex. Well, I'm happy to have <laughs> Man, are we do- I don't know if we got any place to go after that. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> 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 my favorite orgy is the one where Lex is exhausted. That's all of them. 